You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. The shuffle uh, in the cabinet yesterday affected more than just Justin Trudeau's cabinet and us here in Canada. It means something to international relations, uh, particularly NATO. Interesting article uh, in the Globe and Mail, this by John Ibbotson. Trudeau's cabinet shuffle deals a blow to Canada's NATO defense promises. Uh, replacing Anita Anand with Bill Blair as defense minister reveals the hypocrisy of Justin Trudeau's promise at the recent NATO meetings to invest in Canada's military. So says the author. To talk more about all of this, Arl Brown is with us, Professor of International Relations, Senior Member, Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto, and with us now. Arl, thanks for the time. Hope you're well. Thank you. Many in Canada are questioning uh, the the change at the defense minister uh, portfolio, uh, but obviously for different reasons. What are you hearing? How does this affect us on international relations? Are others paying attention to this? I'm sure they are. But the key question here is what change will take place? Because so far there has been very significant disappointment in Canada, Uh given that we have not met uh, the guideline and we're not even close to that guideline. And in the case of uh, Minister of Defense, who has left, Anita Anand, she was a very bright individual and an academic, a former law professor, uh, and uh, she certainly said all the right things about our international commitments. But at the same time, she was uh, someone who uh, engaged sometimes in Kind of uh, a kind of accounting acrobatics to try to get around the fact that our, our defense spending was way way too low. We mustn't forget that Canada has the largest territory of any state in NATO. We have the longest coastline of any state in NATO, and we have by NATO standards. And NATO has a common standard for judging defense expenditures, and this is updated yearly. Uh, according to that, the 2023 estimate is that Canada has one of the lowest spendings uh, on defense as a percentage of the uh, GDP. Eleven countries are meeting this year in NATO, that defense spending. Several others are close to it. Canada is way down the list, closer to Slovenia. Our pilots are flying aircraft that often are older than they are. Our submarines are out of date. We face Russia across the Arctic, and Russia is ever more aggressive. So even though, as an academic, I could understand that we would rather spend on education and health care, there are the unfortunate reality of a geopolitical world where we see both Russian and Chinese aggression. And consequently, we have no choice but to develop those defense capabilities, and we have not done so far. So the question will be, will Bill Blair be more persuasive with the prime minister. Bill Blair has uh, a background, as you know, as a policeman. He was the police chief of Toronto. And mm-hmm. he understands that you cannot work magic. That sometimes you have to have the people on the ground. You have to have the expenditures. And that applies to the military as well. So I would not give up on, on this yet. But I think Bill Blair has to step up. Well, was Anita Anand ineffective in any way because she was perhaps being a little too aggressive? I guess my point is, how, and I guess you're answering, asking the same question, what does the change in minister, how will that affect our defense policy? Will they get more attention or will they get left? The article that I just quoted, they're, they're taking the stance that it appears they'll get less attention. 
Well, I hope that's not the case because we are not uh, uh, going to increase or we should not increase our military spending uh, only or primarily because of external pressure. We need to do it for our own sake. We have to protect our sovereignty. We have to be able to carry out our mission. We have to equip our uh, military people with the right kind of weapons so they can be effective. They are very well trained. And in the case of Anita Anand, as well-intentioned as she may have been, it seems to me that she spent a great deal of time justifying the failure to step up rather than persuading others in the cabinet, if that was her intention, the prime minister to do so. So I don't think we're moving from uh, a defense minister who was uh, aggressive on spending more to one who is less likely to do so. On the contrary, I think that there may be a new opportunity for Blair, for Bill Blair to step up and say, you know, as a practical individual, this is the reality in the international system. This is what we need to do. This is what we have to do to fulfill our obligations in our alliance, to protect our sovereignty, to do what is necessary for our own military troops. And there's no getting around the fact that you have to spend significantly more. And if that is his intention, I think he's got the experience to be very persuasive. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, why would the government replace her? Again, many are having a hard time understanding or seeing the difference between one and the other. You're, you're, you're suggesting that because of his police background, more might be more in common with the military mindset. Uh, I've heard others that say the opposite because, uh, well, anyway. Um, so at the end of the day, do you think this will be better for the military, having Blair? It, it, it's hard to say. I mean, the, the cabinet shuffle has its own dynamic. Yeah. And uh, moving anything on to, to the Treasury Board uh, is something that perhaps uh, was the right kind of uh, fit. So we can try to second guess uh, all of the reasons and uh, we don't have sufficient information. Uh, but uh, what we have to look for is the policy on the ground, the change. We are in the process of re-examining our defense posture. And so as uh, this process goes through, uh, there are the possibilities of seriously dealing with issues that have not been dealt for many, many years, certainly not the past eight years. Even before that, Canada was not uh, stepping up. But during a period when there was relative quiet, or at least we could delude ourselves, there was quiet, because underneath it there were all sorts of uh, elements taking place. I mean, Russia went through a huge uh, arms uh, spending splurge over a 10-year period, and we were aware of that. Russia had invaded Georgia in 2008, uh, mm-hmm. it had invaded Ukraine in 2014, so it isn't as if we did not have warning signs. We didn't have those warning signs, but we didn't expect an all-out war. Well, now we face the reality of an all-out war, and there's a possibility of something happening in the case of Taiwan and, and China, which would make Ukraine look uh, uh, relatively small because that would draw in the United States directly, most likely. So we live in a pretty dangerous world, which means that we need to be prepared. We need to acknowledge that our deterrence has failed. We need to rebuild that deterrence. And I must say I was somewhat disappointed that someone has 
capable as Anita Anand was not able to accomplish that. There was mm. some improvement in the Canadian military and the spending, but nowhere nearly the kind of very major change that was necessary. So I'm hopeful, and perhaps I would be very disappointed, but I'm not prepared to be despondent uh, just yet because uh, I think uh, Bill Blair is a capable individual and uh, he needs he needs to do it. And the prime minister needs to understand that the prime minister goes to all of these meetings and uh, he is told invariably uh, that we are not spending what is necessary. But if you look at the state of our own military and, and uh, you know, that when we had to make a decision on how many tanks to send to Ukraine. And we have tried to be very generous with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. We sent a total of eight, four at first, another eight. And this represents something like eight tanks represent something like the total of our tank force. You do not need to be a world-class strategist or a military expert to understand something is not right. Mm. Harold Brown with us, Professor of International Relations, Senior Member of the Monk School of Global Affairs, University of Toronto, talking about the cabinet shuffle and how that affects our commitments with NATO. Harold, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.